1: Earlier earlier this year, possibly last year, in fact, uh, 25 individuals, let's call it a squad, were taken to a secret location in a former industrial area of East London. Uh, there, they all live together and work together every week. They had to do a task and work together to perform this task, the task being try to beat another team at football. But within that 25 group, there were those that were faithfuls and those that were Traitors. Now, my guests today are huge fans of this project and uh, uh, watch it eagerly and are uh, um, more than keen to discuss which of these 25 are faithful and which are perhaps not as they seem, i.e. professional footballers, or at least good ones. Here to discuss these issues arising are, as always, Jim Grant. Good evening. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm very well, thank you, actually. Very well. Are you as transfixed by uh, this this project as I am?
3: Oh, in, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, uh, rigidly so. Mm.
1: I've binge watched every episode. We go down at the end of the season. <laughs> oh, spoilers. Spoiler alert. I'm so <laughs> oh, sorry. We no. can just edit this. We can oh. edit this bit out. We can edit it out. Also joining us, it's two titans of radio. They are wireless warriors. Uh, first of all, we've got George Mann. Good evening. Hello, George. How are you? I'm very well indeed. It's a bit frosty, while. but You've uh, been unable to do this
2: every time. I know. I'm doing. I'm doing a lot of shift work now because I'm now working in TV, not radio. Oh, uh,
1: which
2: involves me uh, working. Yeah, I, I thank you for the hand gestures, Mark. But um, <laughs> but that inv- uh, that involves weekend lots of weekend and evening shifts. Ooh. So uh, yeah, I'm not around a lot in the evenings sometimes. So
1: stupid people's radio. That's what we call it, don't we?
2: And it also joining us, joining choice.
1: us this week, it is another radio titan. It is, of course, Mark Sandell. Hello, Mark. Good evening, everyone. It's a wonderful. Much. What a wonderful collection we have. And uh, here we—it's we, a shame that we're so we're so uh, populated with uh, strong opinions because we only really have one game of football to talk about. Since uh, Jim and I did this last week, we had the game <clears> against uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers, uh, which we uh, lost. We lost that game. Now, Jim, you and I sort of said that, uh, I think you said that out of the, the next two games, we wanted probably a minimum of three points. Uh, what we've yeah. got is one point from that. Um, we now throw a lot of weight onto the Everton game at the weekend. But um, I think that there was a sort of, loose idea that it was going to be this little sort of trilogy of games, the, the Leeds, the wolves and the Everton that were kind of pretty much decide Moises fate. And things have um, arguably gone tits up fairly early on Uh, a draw and a defeat is really not the way to go. Uh, George, what do you reckon?
2: Um, I reckon we're absolutely stuffed at the moment, unless we make a change. Um, I watched the game on Saturday. Um, it will. It's, it's followed a sadly familiar pattern. We looked a bit busy. We looked a bit involved. Then we completely lost it. I mean, I think I thought Fornells was a big improvement, but um, for, yeah, we've in the last four games, last four league games, we've conceded for or last three league games, we conceded three goals from a throw in, and we managed to. Yeah do something fantastic by conceding the goal from our own corner on Saturday, which mm-hmm. I think uh, having taken the piss out of Leeds the night before for doing the same with the Leeds friend was kind of rough justice really. But um, it's it's just, it's symptomatic, isn't it? The whole thing. But if you've know you you got some sort of level of control on the game, but simple, simple things like defending the throwing and yeah. not conceding from your own corner, it just completely escapes it at the moment. And I, I can't really see a way back at the moment, unless something is done to drastically change the way the the team attacks games and thinks about. Games.
1: Yeah, I mean, Mark, it, it, that 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 period uh, during the World Cup, where although you know they were sort of just friendlies, we seemed um, to be putting in some quite good work. <clears throat> and, uh, that things were going to sort of maybe hit the ground running when we came back after that break, but just a routine defeat to Brentford a sort of a chatty 1-0 win and then just another defeat looks like business as usual. Yeah, I mean I just it's
0: it's hard to know where the sort of turning point is going to come. You think that as yeah. you say the, the work that was done during uh the World Cup you could argue could also argue our European campaign which has been very good and you'd like to think that, that there would be a sort of a kick on from that. It's just hard to know. I don't I didn't see I watched the first half of the Wolves game and watched the highlights of the second half. I didn't see a team that were not playing for their manager. I, I, I saw a, a pretty poor and pretty average team, but I didn't. they didn't look like their heads were down or they weren't um, chasing back or they, they didn't. It, it's just where's that spark coming from? And it's not like other teams have either got a new manager, which I know I, I'd be very surprised if we yeah. don't end up talking about that. Other teams have got players like a long injury list and they're looking forward to getting some key players back. We're not in either of those positions. So it's very hard hard to know what will be that moment. You know, for example, Fantasyland, bear with me on this. Let's say we beat Everton 4-0 on on a roaring game. We're three up after half an hour. We see them off in the second half. There's no danger. We're not sweating or anything like that. Crowd starts singing. Everyone's I still would not be convinced walking away from that. Is that going to turn us around? Is that going to? And that's my problem. I didn't see a team that were lazy in any way at all, but I did see a team that was short of ideas. Jim, you, you, your face there suggested that you disagree with the lazy thing.
3: Well, I no, I, I, I wouldn't say no. I don't disagree with with, with the lazy. But I, I, I think, nor indeed, that they're not necessarily sort of not playing for him. But I think it's tight. It, it, you know, it's small percentages, isn't it? It's not just not quite committing to tackles, not quite winning second balls, not quite waiting part. You know, it's that malaise that runs through a team that lacks belief it lacks confidence and and i i mean I, I i totally agree with with george in terms of the the game followed a kind of grimly familiar pattern but uh, uh, and, and he's right about making defensive errors but i think the real problem is you can't score we just simply don't look like None. we could be playing that game still and we won't have scored um and i think a team that knows it can't score <laughs> More than one yeah. goal or two, you know, is um, is always up against it. And we keep conceding the first goal. So uh, I, I think it does have an impact. I mean, you know, I, I've been reasonably impressed with Aguaird since he came in, but he jogged back after that corner. I mean, he could have got back. You know, we, we've seen videos of him sort of sprinting back to make cover tackles. Um, he jogged back. Uh, so did Rice, actually. So, you know, I think... I, I, I think there's a, there's a real deep malaise seems to seems to have, have really taken hold. I only remember I hard.
1: only remembered today that the goal we scored against Arsenal was a penalty. One of the goals yeah. against Leeds yeah. was a penalty. Yeah. You know, it's like we really, really are not scoring goals, and well, every team in the division except us does have the ability to score goals. We. Almost don't we? Almost don't. Their penalties yeah. won by Bowen's oh. one tactic, which and, is to run into the box to the point where he's tripped over, like Paul yeah. Wins did in that game against uh, Holland in Euro '96. Just ran yes. into the area <laughs> yeah. and made and then, himself tripped over. And oh, oh, um, oh, you could add to that that the
3: other two goals uh, against Brentford were from twenty-five yards or more.
1: Mm. So we
3: haven't. We, we simply don't look like being able to score a goal in open play inside the penalty area. But he, uh, 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 sorry, Mark. Mark
1: uh, what were you going to say? Sorry, I was just going to, just to
0: sort of back up both your points. Really, you know, um, the I was looking at some stats today. We've only got fifteen goals. Only Wolves have scored fewer than us. Uh, we um, to, before the Wolves game, we were second in the Premier League for crosses in open play into the box. Mm. Two hundred and seventy-seven goals scored from them. None. We've got yeah, two. Yeah. We've got we've got two players in the top six best crosses or, you know, highest amount of crosses in the Premier League, which is Kufal and Cresswell. And yeah. we've not scored a goal from that. We scored 15 goals from set pieces last season. We've got two so far. This but season, they're just aimless
1: crosses, season. aren't they? That that we, we wait until the opposing team has every single player back in their penalty area, then gently prob the ball into it, into an area where the goalkeeper can catch it or their central defenders can head it away. Anus is one, but
0: maybe not enough players in the box is, is another.
2: Mm. Yeah, There's the speed of players in the box as well. I mean, we'd, yeah, we talked a lot about. Um, well, you talked about the last couple of weeks about the speed of the midfield or the or the balance of the midfield. I just don't think they know who should be the person leading the charge in from oh, midfield right. to to back up Skomako or Antonio or Bowen stuck out on the wing. It's just. We don't seem, you know, if we're going to get that ability to get balls into the box, we've got no ability to get people on the end to to sort it out. We're always outnumbered. We're always, you know, either they're not quick enough getting into the box, or you've got Ben Rama slowing it up. So by the time he does get into the box, mm, it's almost yeah. half time, and and uh, they've got eleven players behind the ball.
1: We um, uh, th- 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 any players that might have the kind of potential to turn things around this season um i'm not sure there are any uh that you know the thing about Paquetta and um Scamaca is that they're young they're sort of <clears throat> young they're not they they lack sort of guile. Ben Rama, as I've sort of said many times in this episode, just lacks guile in spades. I think he just doesn't he doesn't really have much of a footballing brain. Uh Antonio sort of occasionally does, uh, but very often doesn't. Uh and um we don't really have anyone who uh, looks like they might do something that the opposition aren't expecting. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's yeah. no, no, players, no. That, players that went, I'm not having this, and sort of took the grain by the scruff of the neck. Uh, Dix, from the left-back position, would, if we were like a couple of goals down, he you could see him go, I'm going to try and win us this game. You see Rice do that in games. But uh, again... He'll, in, he'll sort of put into action an attack that then slows down and he gets the ball back from someone like Mark Matt Noble. Fling. Mark Noble. Noble, yeah. Uh Decanio, obviously. Di De Canio would just, you know, turn it on. When we went 3-0 down against Manchester United and he more or less pulled us level except for uh, Van, der Ho- Van der... whatever that goalkeeper's name is. Van Howell's save.
3: Arnautovic would, would yeah, yeah. yeah. You know.
1: Well, Arnautovic also did things that defenders weren't expecting him exactly. to do, but exactly. his teammates were. We just yeah. have no guile in attack at all. I think you're right, George. I mean, I I, I think, you know, and we've said many times on this podcast, that, that Fornals has been very unfortunate to be the sort of fall guy with the reorganisation of the team, because he was someone that would look to... Turn defence into attack with one touch of the ball, one long ball out of defence to a runner, you know, and yep. try and take the other team by surprise. And, you know, I think he's, he's, at the moment, it looks like he's got to be involved. And we had our best spell
3: just... against Wolves when he came, admittedly, they were sitting back a bit. When mm. he came inside and um, Ben Rama came on, we started dominating possession and, uh, you know, but, but that, again, it was another case of starting to to play with that kind of intensity. That um, yeah, when it's too late, really, you know, we do not begin games at, at at an intense level. Rice does take the game by the scruff of the neck, but genuinely, generally rather only in the second half. You don't see yeah. it take the you know, it doesn't take the first fifteen minutes of the game by the scruff of the neck, and and uh, we we are frequently just you know down on 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 possession down you know not we do this half-hearted half-fast pressing thing which is neither one thing nor the other they sort of move up the pitch but they don't get really tight and and uh, you know it was noticeable that when wolves pressed they got very very close they put the put the player on the ball under un, under pressure um and i think you're right i think it's very very difficult to see where the where the inspiration's going to come from of the two you mentioned phil I like Skamaka and, and I think ultimately you can see he wants to, he was almost trying too hard at times in a way. Um, you can see that he's got good feet and, and physicality, can score goals, different kinds of goals. You know, you can see that in the long term, hopefully, you know, you get him integrated to a system and he'll be successful. I'm beginning, it's beginning to feel to me like um, 51 million quid spent on the wrong player in it just doesn't seem to, to be gelling into it at all. I just I wonder know. that we
2: that we um I don't I don't understand what the process was for buying Skamacra and Paquetta at the moment because Moyes inherited Hallow and Anderson and moved them on. yeah, right. <laughs> and then bought Hallow and Anderson two years later. And I just yeah. you know, it, it does slightly worry me. I mean, I know you talked about having an international centre forward, but you know, Scamaca, He's a big lad, but he, you know, he's he's a ball to feet guy. He's not, you know, he's not Duncan Ferguson, despite his size. <clears throat> and he, no. uh, and he's a guy who thrives on possession. And we got, to, you know, both Paquetta and Skamaka thrive on possession. And we, it's not something that we we are built to do, or that we that we want to do. He's trying to change the team, but without changing the philosophy. <laughs>
0: I agree with you, George. I think that's an excellent point. I just wonder: had we bought them in in January last year? Because this mm. malaise that we've been talking about has been going on for the for for the calendar year of 2022. It's not; it didn't just start this season. It it we tailed off. We, our Europa League run masked it slightly. I wonder if they'd come in a year ago. Whether that might have been whether they came in almost too late this team. Because defenders of David Moyes will say, for two years we've overachieved, and that's what he would say. He'd say. Mm. We've, 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 you know, we've exceeded expectations, and you know, they, they talk about the Liverpool team at the moment being kind of knackered because they're forever chasing Manchester City. You yeah. know, that's their kind, of, and and we've kind of overachieved over these last couple of years. That's why we're so tired. We've had internationals, all the World Cup stuff, which I know other people had. That's part of the argument, but we've we freshened it up. We have freshened it up. It's not the same team that we put out uh-huh. last year. So that uh-huh. is what that's where that argument struggles a bit for me.
1: No. And I mean, I think, you know, Moyes is now, I mean, obviously, it it, it just gets in a way more shallow every week, but it's not really entirely inaccurate when after every game he says, you know, I'm disappointed because we played quite well. Um, I had quite a civilized conversation on Twitter, uh, a sort of non-angry conversation last night uh, with a really nice guy. um, And uh, I said, that that penalty miss against um Nottingham Forest earlier this season is going to feel you know or I hope it doesn't but could feel pretty rendolent of the uh, Canute penalty miss in 2003 yeah. when we went down you know I think if that if our sort of if our attacking team had got some confidence early on and you know trusted our ability to score goals this would have been a completely different season i think all of this sort of playing well in games uh, and just not scoring and then losing those games is almost more dispiriting mm. than if we were just playing shit, because I think, you know, he would probably then just drop a raft of players and start, you know, bringing in Ocoflex and play- players like that. Uh, who's probably out on loan, but you know, you know what I mean? Um, but I think he keeps thinking that that set of players is going to turn a corner. And, He's not entirely crazy in thinking that because, you know, as Mark says, it's, it's, it's not out of the realm of possibility that we spank Everton 4-0 at the weekend. I don't think we will. In fact, I think we'll lose. And I think that next week but, he'll but be we'll, fine.
2: We'll, if we do spank Everton 4-0, then we've got Newcastle, Chelsea, yeah. and whatever else coming up. So it's not, it doesn't really make much difference. And, and, and I know it's say about them playing well, but it's, they play well and then you just almost my kind of enthusiasm and trust in Moyes evaporated in about halfway through or three quarters of the way through the first half against Brentford at home, where we did play well for a bit. We conceded the goal and then we conceded see that absolute you know, that ridiculous second goal recreswell got done yeah. coming back. And I I after that, I just saw that the there wasn't. What did he do? What was he going to do to change it? What was he going to do to, you yeah, know, the the fact that we were weak in midfield, that we were weak and you know able to be picked off by ridiculous counter attacking moves. And he had a full bench. You can't say he hasn't got a decent bench to choose from. We're not talking about putting four academy players and two yeah. sub goalkeepers on the bench anymore. But he doesn't <laughs> seem to have that that ability to pull a lever to do anything to change circumstances either from game to game or during a game
3: yeah I, I yeah i think that's i mean i think that's true and in, in, in a way you could argue that on form ben Rama deserves to start because he has been one of our better players but then he's the only player who can make an impact off the bench isn't he um and he's very good in that in that respect so <clears throat> yeah we, we we haven't got the kind of weird wild card of a yamalenko anymore um you know it, it's I think you're, I think you're right to look back to that January transfer window, Mark. I'm not sure about the, the particular players in question, but I, I certainly think we are paying long term for not doing any business in that window and starting to address the problems yeah. that were very, very clear to everybody and must have been clear to, to Moy as you'd have thought at that time. Um, and then we've tried to sign, you know, tried to integrate too many players at, at one go. It was a bit blunderbuss stuff in in the summer. Been a bit unlucky with injuries with Egger and, and, and Corne, Although possibly Cornet, maybe the due diligence wasn't properly done on his injury, you know, prone nature. Um, uh, I, I think the big I think the big cock up was was it, he's increasingly looking like Piquetta to me because there was a lot of money invested in that, and he clearly isn't the player they thought they were getting, and he's not the right he's not the right one. He wasn't the problem. Really. you know that, mm-hmm. it, that position alongside rice wasn't the problem um and, well,
1: uh, I do know. know, Suchek's not having a very good season. No, no, no. I no. think he is the Suchek upgrade. I, do, I think he should be played next to Rice. And I think he sort of does a fairly good job there. I I, I mean, given our sort of strength in the central part of the pitch, it was bewildering, Jim, and, you know, we turned to each other and said against Brentford that, that we are doing nothing up the middle of the park. We're trying yeah. to put crosses in onto Skamaka's head when he is literally surrounded by tall footballers, uh, just utterly pointless crosses from Ben Rama, Cresswell, and Soufal—utterly pointless crosses uh, that are just never going to reach him. Uh, uh, and you know, goes into the hands of the goalkeeper who can just kick it the full length of the pitch, and uh, suddenly we're under the clash again. Yeah,
3: yeah. There has been there are issues with this. I mean, you know, it does look like bad squad management now, doesn't it? I mean, um, Bowen. Really should be dropped. I mean, he really yeah. isn't justifying the starting position at the moment. But he's there isn't really anyone else we've got in the squad to play there.
2: Um, you know, Bowen, Bowen may not be justifying his starting position where he is, but he's been stuck out wide. He's almost, you know he seems to be almost physically attached to the tram lines at the moment. And uh,
1: yeah, that's and, weird, really Weird though, because that Brentford game we played, we played, um, you know, three at the back, which is normally. You do that to give yourself wing backs. But both Ben Rama and Bowen went and stood on the touchline as well. And yeah. so sort of we're trying to sort of overlap with. And the Brentford game had Emerson in it. I, I, I said this on last week's podcast. We had three wingers on the left flank that just tapped the ball between each other until one of them crossed it over you know, 90 seconds after they should have done. Very strange, I thought. That three-five-two got us further up the pitch, but then we just had a load of people tapping it back and forth for minutes. That's right. We more.
3: play endless triangles in those areas between the touchline and the penalty area, don't we? Mm-hmm. Uh, and invariably, you know, by the time somebody gets in a position to cross the ball, there's loads of defenders covering everything, or it's a shit cross, you know. Mark,
0: what were you about to say? Well, just so George, I'll take your point, even if we were, and all of you saying, even if we did were to spank Everton 4-0, it is then Newcastle, Chelsea, Tottenham, Forest and Brighton. But I'd, I'd prefer, whoever is managing, I'd prefer to go into those off the back of a 4-0 win than I would have a, a, mm, of, of a hockey fee. Otherwise, we are kind of... And, and I'm also not sure. If we're saying that certain players aren't performing, they're knackered, whatever, being played absolutely... I just I know we'll probably talk about who might come in if Moyes was to go... Mm what what can they realistically do with with that lot that we haven't we we've said we haven't got players off the bench now or or as you say, with the exception of Ben Rama. so I'm just saying even with this you know even if it's a dice you kind of organize someone or if it's a mm-hmm. you know you know I, 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 are we sort of stuck with what we've got in which case I mean well I was looking I was looking at the last two seasons we went down at this stage uh, halfway stage in two thousand and two when we went down with forty two points we had 14 points at the halfway mark. Mm. And so we, we got 28 points in the second half. We're looking at getting, well, we've got to get 25 in the second half here. In 2010-11, I know it was a miserable season. We finished with 33. We were 19th on the halfway stage with 16 points, and mm. we only managed to get so. So we're right in that. We're yeah, right, yeah. And not that we're in any doubt about that. We're right in that mess now yeah we are yeah yeah so so again i'm just trying to sort of think we've well we've got an almost no
3: sign as far but as i can let's see get into
1: we... that after this message judy
3: was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com
1: it's my little
3: escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy <laughs>
1: that's uh, where we should go next. Really, is uh, what what is it that can happen uh, moving forward? Finally, after Mark. Uh, you know th- those are two interesting seasons to talk about—the sort of 2002, 2003. Because yeah, you know, we went down with 42 points, uh, played a lot of very good football in that season, but did lose games. I think there's a lot of similarities between that season and this season. We did have a caretaker manager come in, didn't we, uh, Trevor Brooking, um, who did do very well. <laughs> And, you know, could almost have got us out of it. We, uh, we had a good return under his. On, on the other hand, that sort of 2010-11 season, I remember walking away from one of the games with Sam Delaney going, we won't go down now. we just beaten Liverpool with Zavon Hines' excellent performance. We got picky on and obinna um, I think one of his balls has just been spotted by the Ellis Space Telescope on the far <laughs> reaches of the universe, uh, still out there. Um, but they seemed good. Stanislas was coming good. Uh, Zavon Hines looked good. We had a good little run of results, but then it just slumped back on its haunches and we kind of slid to it's an ignominious sort of close Breath. at the end.
3: Yeah.
2: I mean, there was a panic about the time wasn't there when we were supposed to be recruiting Martin O'Neill in two thousand and eleven. Yeah, then we didn't. Then there was a little bit of a blip, but then it just slid. It was you know... we finished bottom, didn't we? Uh, that yeah, I think you we did finish.
3: Oh, right.
2: Yeah, we, we, I mean, uh, yeah, and it was you know sacked in the tunnel after Everton uh, after Wigan. Yes, yeah, it's, you know, it's it was it was just such a, an utterly grim season, and I do what yeah. The thing is, I mean, I think the comparison in two thousand two may almost be. More relevant, than that I don't think it's the players. You look at that squad; that's a talented squad. Yeah, you know, we, you know, we've got Zuma coming back. We've got you know good players all the way through there. But it, it, I just think it needs a new voice. I just don't think they're getting any. They're not. They're not getting a response from the manager, or the manager doesn't know what to do. I think you get the feeling that Moyes might be kind of brain fried at the moment. That he doesn't kind of. I mean, the, the stuff that there was. There was some clips of him from a some podcasts he did for a business it took, oh, yeah. he, he seemed to be talking about completely talk about a club that was still challenging for champions league places yeah. rather than a club yeah. that is uh, you know needs was, to dig themselves out of a hole it was the diary of a
0: ceo wasn't it, it was
2: yeah that was it, was a it podcast.
0: Yeah. that was a, and, it, and that's the one where he revealed that he turned down the chance to sign alvarez wasn't it
2: mm. yeah as a badge yeah. of honor he
0: yeah. almost said like, yeah. Yeah, well i know all about alvarez but I, I mean, I think to be fair to him, I think he was saying we all make big mistakes, right. and that was obviously a big mistake. Um, it, and you know, it, it, but it is hard to know. I think he would point again, and I'm not doing the kind of you know the Moyes apologist role here, but I do think you know we've we've had a great couple of years. Let's be fair, we, we you know, and I think that that is a, he will point to his Everton record and yeah. say. That his first season was seventeenth, second season was fourth, third season was eleven, and then it went sixth, fifth, fifth, eighth, seventh, seventh, sixth. You know, yeah, with Yeah. You know, and, and, and I and I suspect, George, that would be why he was talking in that way, that he probably yeah. still sees us as a top six, seven club. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, we just it was,
1: was quoted in the Standard like yesterday or the day before, saying, um, "You know, the new players need time to bed in." But the problem is, we're really like in the relegation zone, and it's like yeah, there's yeah, just yeah. not, you know, um, it, oh, yeah. he, how many more games if we play five or six more games as with these new players bed in, we're further and further in the mire and it's harder to get out. And if we kind of go, oh, well, we lost that one, but we're slowly, you know, moving up where there's a genuine uh, uphill trend here. It will be too late. You'll run out of points, you know.
2: And I'm not not seeing signs that the new players are bedding in more than they were. I'm I'm seeing kind of a a diminution in their returns, a sort of diminution in their ability to feel attached to the game and that's the problem
1: um yeah i mean they're just not passing to skamaka i i just don't think they're passing to him enough you know they pass to him when he's surrounded by players and try and put it on his head Mm.
3: i I certainly think they've 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 they lost faith in in him i don't know i agree i agree with you mark what you said right at the start that i don't think they're not trying or 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 you know, sort of, sort of, kind of throwing him under the bus. I, ju- I just think, you're right. His his head, I think, is scrambled. I don't think he sees a way to change things in in a kind of meaningful sense. There was that flirtation with three at the back of Bedford. I thought, well, actually, we did play quite well for a bit under that, but that's been immediately abandoned. But again, um, you yeah, know,
2: he did it. He did no. it twice. Then didn't do it at Leeds. Yeah. And
3: yeah.
2: I God knows it, what happened. It, I, yeah, it was just. Yeah.
3: So I, you know, it's sad, really, I, I, and I, I think he has given us a couple of great seasons. But, but you know, as you say, it, 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 we are just you know sleepwalking mm. to, to, to relegation, not getting yeah. spanked, staying in games. That patton How many one nil win uh, defeats this season where we've been yeah. sort of all right, you know, and had a little spell. Like even yeah. at Old Trafford, you know, we battered them for the last half hour, for God's sake.
1: Yeah, absolutely, but, should have got but, something out of that.
3: Yeah, yeah, but, but... But didn't. Because we didn't play with the same intensity early enough. Everton away, another very good example, where yeah. probably had the better of the game overall. You know, lost 1-0 at Forest... In a game where we
1: absolutely, you know, smash them, really, so, um, so, 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 you know. So this is so. So this brings us back to. Uh, I mean, it sounds like we possibly all think that there there is actually the playing staff to turn this season around to start getting some results. So it is a managerial change that uh, could affect that. Uh, do we agree with that? Do we think that the the playing staff can? You know, can do I, that.
3: I think there are some decent players there. Definitely, um, we've seen them be good. So, I, I, I think they and they can play with greater intensity, and we've seen that. So,
1: yeah. well, uh, I, mean, I mean, a it, bit it, like when Moyes came in after Bilic and uh, started to really get a tune out of Arnautovic. You know, it's possible that someone else could take our other giant tattooed love god and turn him into something, you know, just play with someone else up the front, get the ball to him quickly in positions where he likes to pick it up and run or play it out wide. You know, uh, it feels like, you know, there are the sort of people there to do that.
2: I mean, it just feels that we completely got ourselves into a situation where... We don't know the way out. Is Sullivan paralysed by what's been going on? He hasn't said anything at all. Not even you know. We haven't even heard Hugh Southon coming out and uh, with his usual mouthpiece stuff. And I, I mean, you talk about the playing squad. You know, if it is the playing squad that Moyes is is suggesting isn't kind of performing the way he wants to. Well, we brought this player squad together under this brand new recruitment regime, which was supposed, you know, we took Man City's recruitment head and we were supposed to be in a situation where we, we wouldn't be in this situation because we recruit players that suited our style. And we seem to have done the opposite. I think, again, it comes down to the fact that the whole club's in a mess, not just the manager. And we don't really know, have an answer of how to get out of it because we're, kind of, we're a moribund club as a dynamic entity. We don't know how to run a football club, and as usual, they just haven't done the work to get us in a more positive situation.
1: There are there yeah. are sort of rumours that that uh, possible replacement managers are being sort of identified. Uh, whether they're going to be um, caretaker managers, I mean, I, you know, I sort of quite like the idea of not rushing into appointing a new manager on a kind of six year contract right away. Uh, uh, possibly, wasn't Benitez a sort of caretaker manager at Everton? <laughs> Chelsea, Chelsea. Oh, that's
2: right. Yeah, and he was full time at Everton. It
1: didn't. Full time at well. Everton. It didn't go well at Everton, did it? No, 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 but, no. no. But no, but, but, Everton, but the caretaker one was at Chelsea, wasn't it? And uh, when who who had gone then? Was it after Mourinho? Scolari? I don't know. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Can't remember. Um... You know, it feels like there is a little bit of a vogue for the caretaker manager, often often because they don't do a good enough job and get fired. Didn't Watford have about three in the second half of the season well, one year? Well,
3: they had what a spell of manager every year, pretty much, didn't they?
1: Yeah, but I'm talking about when they were doing badly in the second half of a season, and they didn't they get <laughs> Ranieri and he did badly, so they got yeah. someone else? They got Ranieri at have. Christmas, and didn't then... Get,
2: wasn't Billy McKinley involved at some stage? I mean, possibly, I don't know. yeah,
1: yeah. But, um, but anyway,
2: it gives it, it shows what we are, that we're comparing ourselves to that circus of a club. It's probably the only club that's run worse than we are.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know. But it's just, you know, the idea of a, a caretaker manager sort of, in a way, it sort of appeals to me rather than sort of, because we're being panicked into making a, a change and I don't want to make a panicky change get someone a long term contract but, who's but, just but, not good.
0: but but that's the situation we're in isn't it i mean if you think yeah. you i mean unfortunately it, it is a panicky change because be, because of the situation we're in i agree with george i mean benitez's re- most recent experiences everton and newcastle two teams at, at that particular time everton hasn't changed an absolute mess and a nightmare and yeah. and, a, and and to be honest probably a bit beneath someone of his of his quality you know, and so I'd be hard. I mean, bearing in mind we've we've had talks with him, I think in the past. I, I yeah, Again, he was on a list. I just think
2: well, he was supposed to be coming to us. And uh, as Bob was at the burnabout to, uh took it, didn't they? They were supposed uh, to. Ah, that's coming. right. Was it Billich? He was lined up before Billich's first stint.
3: Yeah. And then he true. went
2: to Real Madrid.
0: But and it was the same round that it was during that round before we got but it's that we also um, were after Bielsa as well, wasn't it? Yeah, and, and, yeah. And Bielsa didn't... Well, he'd it.
3: be, he'd, he'd at least make it fun
2: for <laughs> Bielsa. Yeah, I mean, I mean, but, but is Bielsa somebody who's going to come and make an immediate impact? I mean, the first no, thing we no. would to do is a pre-season to, um, to, to get them fit enough to be able to play. You know, the one thing that Bielsa does is make his players run their nuts off. And I don't think we're in that position. You know, he's got a kind of a Conte level of, Attitude towards fitness, and I don't think that you can do that. I mean, he might no. have been able to do it before the World Cup, but he's not in the situation to do it now.
1: No, I mean- it's but but it feel, it feels like someone you know with just a fresh pair of eyes can come in and sort of turn the team around in the way that ironically David Moyes has done twice. Twice, uh, it, it 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 was it's it's so sad that you know that 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 winter break was a kind of you know unintended opportunity to do what he did after Bilic and after Pellegrini, which is just look at the situation and slightly build it up again from the beginning. But I think he's just so blindly loyal to certain players and certain ways of... It's almost like he can't quite see Emerson because Cresswell is just in front of him in his line of vision the whole time, and he just can't get past how good a footballer Alan uh, 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 Aaron Cresswell was about five years ago. Mm. Uh, I think, to be fair I think,
3: to everyone, to be fair to the club, uh, and and to be fair to Moyes, nobody saw this coming. No, nobody no, no. would have predicted we're in we be in this position and we, we, i think we all expected and they probably expected a sort of transitional season where we're not going to do so well but we'll probably sort of bumble yeah. along mid table we, we you know we've got good enough players to hold our own and i think you know um english football the premier it's moving fast uh, it's moving forward at a rate of knots isn't it and you stand still for a second, and 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 yeah, everything yeah. just zooms past you. You know, it feels like we're being outstripped by clubs like Brighton and um, and and Brentford. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, uh, and you know, and uh, I think yeah, there's been mismanagement, whatever. But you, you can't blame them for not having a kind of succession plan in place. It is that kind of moment where it's a it, it's a crisis, and the and, and the question is whether or not you know is the devil you know or the devil you don't we're not going to get the right manager to come in at at this stage for the long term future or the medium term future of the club you need a firefighter or a troubleshooter don't
1: you yeah, um, yeah
3: and the question is you know who would come who's available would would they do a better firefighting job than well it's just it's that new manager change of voice that you're probably yeah, looking I, for I isn't it
0: you, i think i think your, your your point jim about no one saw it coming i think it's Collectively, we did ignore how badly we finished last season.
1: Yeah, and when you think yeah, we yeah. were still
0: only a couple sure. of games but, away from, from But Mark,
3: record. you would have looked at those summer signings and thought, "Well, that's gone a fair way to addressing yeah. some of those issues."
2: And we also got we also got slightly blinded and bejazzled by the um, Europa, yes, by the Europa success, didn't we? And yeah. uh, I think that you know, okay, we got you know, we got we got that close to a final, but in the end, you know, it was we we completely ignored the collapsing form in the league that took yes. us out of those top yeah. places anyway.
1: I think there's a real echo with 2002-03 as well. In, yes. the, in that season, um, no one predicted that Trevor Sinclair and Sebastian Schemmel's form was just going to fall off a fucking cliff over that summer. Sinclair came back half the player he was. And a bit like, you know, Gerard um, Bowen got picked every week by a manager who's assuming that he's just going to turn the corner and turn back into the old Trevor Sinclair because, you know, you probably see him doing some great stuff in training and go, well, well, you know, once he's on the pitch again on Saturday, just needs a few games to get back into it. You know, he went off and was in the World Cup, probably fine. Schemmel's form absolutely deserted him and he'd been like Hammer of the Year the previous year, I think. And uh, so suddenly our whole... Right side didn't work anymore, and I think um, poor old Roder just wasn't ready for that to happen. In the way that Moyes still can't come to terms with Gerald Bowen not being the player he uh, was. Well, last yeah,
3: that's very. bowen yeah, very Sufal Bowen and Sufal
1: Bowen Suchek are yeah. just shadows of the players they are last season. But mm. that's we should have the depth of squad to sort of address that.
2: Let's say something about Suchek I think that. I watched the Leeds game, and he was—he seemed a lot stronger because they pushed him forward more. And that's kind of where he got his success in his first season. Then yes. there was the whole stuff about Deck wanted to be the goal-scoring Brian Robson-type midfielder, yeah. and that kind of hampered check. And there's a flash of that in the Leeds game, where he was further forward, where he did get more involved. And then the following game, he wasn't. Yeah, and I don't know yeah. why. Are we taking turns like Shilton and Clements about who goes forward? I don't know. Is yeah, you know, but you've got a guy who is clearly a threat. You know, he's one of the best aerial players in the Premier League when he's on form. Mm, yeah. You've got to allow him to be in that situation. He's not going yeah. to be kind of that. You know that kind of. So so to follow on from that, George, why why
0: is why is Flynn Down seem to be so uh, you know out of favour? I, I don't. You know, if you're talking about resting players, giving people an opportunity, that would be an op- that would be so Lanzini seems to have disappeared off the face of the earth as well.
2: Well, flint Downs, I don't think I don't think he's pulled up any trees, is he? Is it somebody you might want to bring on to solidify a game no, but, after but, said five okay. minutes? But we did but I, Europe. Yeah, but I mean I the Lanzini thing is baffling because he's fit because he's on the bench every week, but he never gets a yeah. shout, he never gets a nod. And, I and think, again, yeah. somebody,
0: someone we have used in the past as an impact player.
2: Yeah, and somebody who can unlock defences. You know, that goal last year against Crystal Palace, you know, just sort of absolutely fantastic yeah. the way he uh, yeah. took them apart. And, uh, yeah, it, and he, for a long time last year, he seemed to have recovered from that knee problem. So the, mm. the argument was always that after his serious knee injury, he was never going to be the same player. But he developed into a different player, a very effective player. But we don't seem to have him anywhere near
3: yeah. start plus eleven or even an impact sub. I think that's a really good point about Suchek. You know, that, that, that I mean, one of the problems we've got is scoring goals in the box. He's not picking on the whole. He's not picking now, someone who is good at getting into de- decent positions in the box, although not the greatest finisher on earth. Um, but yeah, and, and when Suchek arrived, he was always making those late runs into the box, effective round the back of... Uh, uh, set pieces and so on, and uh, yeah, he, he's he's having to do a much more sort of box-to-boxy thing. We started against Wolves, didn't we, with a midfield three of Paqueta, um Rice, and Suchek and they all they with not very clearly defined set of roles. It seems to me, no. um, and you'd much rather see Rice do what he does best, which is sit in front and protect protect the back four and distribute the ball, just, uh, just be perfect just in up that position for the team. And then, sorry, just be perfect in that position. Yes, absolutely. Don't That's play every ball. Class. Don't make any it's what he mistakes. He does for England. It's what he should be doing for West Ham because he's just brilliant at it. Um, and then that would free up, um, you know, your your Suchet to to play a slightly more advanced role, still breaking up attacks and and that kind of thing, like he was. Um, uh, and then I'd like to see, you know, uh, then you could push someone to get behind the striker we, we we don't get anyone close enough you say we don't pass the ball to scamacca but also we don't get anyone close enough to him yeah or Antonio when he's playing you know uh, as well so uh that that would that would allow either a fall now or perhaps a Bowen into play a bit more inside you know none of this seems to none of this thinking seems to be going on it's it's um i think you're right i think he's i think his head's a bit scrambled i don't think he was expecting the wheels to fall off quite in this way, Moyes, and he hasn't got answers really at
0: the moment. So who, who then realistically, who realistically comes in there? Are there I mean, I know that there is there is a kind of fantasy land, West Ham Twitter universe, which talks about Tuchel and Pochettino, and yeah, Luis Enrique. <laughs> yeah, okay, we've all had, you've had your fun, lads. I remember what it's like when I had my first drink. You know, it, it's you know, and then there's the kind of Daesh Benitez, Nuno, you know, big names potentially realistic. There's the people in other jobs, you know, like Frank or Corbyn. and then there's the kind of long shots like let's do Kevin Nolan and Mark Noble or yeah. So, but what, what realistically, what would you what would you do if you
2: could? You know, I mean, well, aside I know, I know from the su- fact you're not going to get Tuchel and Pochettino, so I, I know it's Sullivan to build. he would point Warburton for the rest of the season. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, we've got a you know somebody with managerial experience on the staff. We don't have to pay anything for him you Know we could just you know bump his salary up a bit and uh and not do it. And I think it's kind mm. of the, the on the cheap way. I can't see you know, there's no way on earth that we're going to go and get Tissue or to come in and fight a relegation fight.
1: No, um, but I, they I, might I, also yeah. not be the right sort of people that you know they're used to m- managing teams with like you know, sort of much bigger budgets than yeah, than, than we've got. Um,
0: I don't so know, is he going to well, be Pochettino a cheap? Bocchettino did really well
2: at Southampton. Yeah, Yeah, he did. But he doesn't want to go back there, does
1: he? No, no, no,
3: that's true.
1: Um, No, I don't think... I don't know. You know, is Sullivan going to be a a cheapskate when the issue is the relegation of the club? You know, I think it's... I'm not sure that his, you know, any miserly instincts are actually going to swamp the fact that this appointment is being made because of the danger of being relegated.
2: But as Mark makes the point, I can't see where the manager's coming from. I can't, you, you no. can't sit there and say, there's not a, a Moise or a Bilich off a cab right you can pull in and say, have a voice make a difference. Um, so, for, yeah, that that is, I, I'm, I'm racking my brain. I can't think of anyone that. No, you know,
0: well, we can't really reach for Moyes for a third time. No, no,
1: no, no. Um, it's a, sh- it's a shame. It, it makes me really sad. It makes me really sad that this isn't working out because I think he is—he's one of the best managers we've ever had at the club. I think, and and uh, he has done things that sort of explain how football management actually works. In that you see him do something and it works the next game. But you know, as as I think we're all we've all agreed, he's gone into a kind of. Um, uh, sort of slight um, freeze. He's frozen yeah, like a computer. Yeah.
3: Well, I think for a start, the worst thing that can happen is for us to draw with Everton this, this weekend, uh, which doesn't advance our cause and will mean that Sullivan will just, you know, uh, probably delay pulling the trigger. Um, uh, and I I, I, I I absolutely agree. I think, I think West Ham as a club is ideally placed to be the the launchpad for a young, thrusting, dynamic, progressively thinking young young manager. We we are we are perfect for that. And yet, I I don't think Sullivan has that kind of vision or ambition. They've never he's never um, gone in and paid big compensation for another team's manager at the top of his game. They always employ unemployed. Yeah, managers, yeah. Don't they? and that's what will happen again but my, my prediction is it'll be Daesh. i mean I, I you know that that i think i think you're right i, think, I don't think we'll beat everton for the weekend but we might not lose um somewhere down the line within the next month or two uh, Moyes will get fired and the, the options will be warburton yeah. Yeah, promoted or Daesh. i think that'll be it
1: yeah i wonder what who mark is, thinking is about there? i wonder what mark noble's thinking about all of this you know, now he's the director of football. Yeah. You know, and well, he's,
0: and he's done his. Co- has not he done his coaching badges? I think, I think has he? he? Yeah, I think 15 he's done, days think into the job, he was certainly doing them. He was certainly doing them. Yeah. Well, I assume he's done them.
2: I mean, I think you know, isn't? I thought his role was more of kind of a cultural role to kind of bring yeah. the, the teams all in a line, rather than sort of uh, yeah. Be you know, be the kind of the the guy that pulls the trigger is, uh, well I mean, to I
1: mean yeah I mean you know I'm just I'm sort of not necessarily speculating about what he's thinking in terms of him possibly taking over as manager mm-hmm. but but what in ter- in terms of his new job he feels he can knock on someone's door and go in and say or you know what he can go knock on David Moyes' door and go in and say to you know the bloke who was his manager uh, a year or two ago it's a slightly you know possibly a slightly awkward dynamic Yes. David, David yeah, yeah David can I uh, can I have a word yeah yeah yeah, that, yeah you can yeah, yeah. <laughs> Copy you know, without he's me the director too. of football <laughs> yeah so um yeah I don't know um yes I sort of slightly fear Dice as well um you know his his last notable well, action I was think- to take Burnley I'm- down wasn't it
0: and, and I know I appreciate the whole tone of this has been sort of fairly maudling, but there are a few other teams out there that will, will want Daish. You know, Everton will want Daish. Yeah, uh, Leicester yeah. will want Daish. Yeah. yeah, you know, um, it's not ridiculous that Bournemouth may decide the Gary O'Neill revival is over. You know, that yeah. there are yeah. there's, there's there's plenty of teams out there, even Leeds. You know, even Leeds, if they if they have downturn, it's not like Dyche is sitting there waiting for only one phone call. Yeah, no, no. and I'm not saying that means that we should panic. Of course not, but it it's it just comes to something where even and no disrespect to Sean Dice because he obviously achieved he, he got Burnley into Europe for goodness' sake.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: you know, you but know. It, uh, it, yeah, it's interesting. As you say that, Mike, it's interesting that there are a number of clubs in a very similar boat, aren't there? Um,
0: yeah.
3: You think of Rodgers at Leicester. They he's in a very. It's a very similar thing. I think I, we talked about it last week that kind of modern players have sort of short attention spans don't they 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 stop listening to managers or they stop they stop being convinced by managers very very quickly they get bored with the routines of training one one suspects they just and the voice you know that that and not many managers get into that supremo position where they can just push through that and defy the player power you know you sense that that's The battle that Ten Hag has had and is having at the moment at Man United and seems to be winning it, doesn't he? He's just toughed it out with Ronaldo and Mm. and and so on. But um, they weren't listening him to him to start with, were they? You know, Um, and uh, you you know uh, you'd have thought Rodgers would have been in that kind of position at Leicester, really, wouldn't he? In a way, but. yeah, you know, he, he's in the same boat. They're in the same boat. We could end up with him. I mean, it could I be know, a little, but, you know, merry-go-round, you know.
2: Well, he wasn't too far down the betting when I looked. But Rogers, you know, for all his faults, came here and did an absolute number on us, you know, two months yeah. ago. Uh, and, yeah. I mean, which is where the kind of, you know, the alarm bell started ringing, really, those Palace-Fulham-Leicester games at home. Hmm. Where we, you know, sort of, again, it was followed the pattern of playing quite well for a while and having decent spells of control. But then absolutely failing to score and, and getting punished for it mm. it's I mean I, I It's. I mean look at the table now you know it's the bottom seven there's two points between them yeah you know two wins are out of it or in some sort of illusionary way
0: but it, it's, might, it may be because they're all that group like that it may only take I say only 35 maybe 36 might keep you up
1: Yeah, that's still that's still another twenty-one points. You know, quite
3: often does thirty-six quite often would keep you up. I think.
1: In a funny way, it's, were it not quite as precarious as it is, and those, you know, two points separating seven teams makes it actually not as precarious as it has been in in recent years, it sort of makes it quite an attractive job in some ways, we're sort of about to kind of go into um, the latter stages of a European competition, we've got possible new investment coming in and expansion, you know, uh, because this deadline's this 2023 deadline's gone, where you know um, Sugo or Sue can sell the club now, uh, and um, you know it's a, it's a sort of an attractive proposition in a way. But obviously, any manager who can read a newspaper knows that we're actually in trouble, um, and that's why the appointment is happening. Uh, yeah,
2: I mean, but I mean the the whole the whole the death of David Gold has put a huge spanner in the works when it comes to um and he's sailed because you know there could be two years of probate to sort out those shares
1: yeah probably yeah yeah. and they've got
2: to be held on to you know the gold sisters will want to hang on to that money hang on to those shares otherwise there'll be you know all sorts of tax liabilities that they uh if they try Mm. to get rid of them quickly so it could be another two years before you know they want to sell their shares and, so, just, and and your
0: point, sorry, Phil, just about that, your point there about the fact that it could potentially be attractive for someone that, you know, we're comparatively well resourced. There is, you know, alleged money coming in. We've got a decent squad. And as you say, we're in the late stages of European competition. But I still think whoever that manager comes in, it's going to be very unlikely they're going to turn around and say, yeah, fine, I'll just take it till, I'll just take it till May. It's no problem.
1: yeah, You yeah. know,
0: they're, they're going to, someone's going to want at least 18 months, aren't they? Yeah. And, yeah.
1: You
3: know. I, I mean, I, I mean, George probably got, clearer view than this but i imagine also the prospect of working for sullivan never makes it an attractive prospect his track record is not is not great is it i mean it feels so be i feel sorry that i think the timing is going to work out such that um we will have to appoint a manager before chelsea sack potter because i think chelsea will sack potter quite soon um uh and he would be a perfect fit for us. I think he would. He would have been great. I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, I suppose it's just a, a, a question of uh, predictions for the weekend's game. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'd, earlier this week, I sort of thought um, I, th- I think we're going to get beat. <laughs>
0: We, we, we have got an obviously tradition we have no real record i know we beat them both twice last season but we usually everton are a team that really annoy us aren't they they're a team we've got no real kind of record against i just sort of feel that this is the last uh throw and i just think i think we will win and and that will confuse the matter uh yes, I, take George, but... I take george's george's point t- two wins gets us out of it yeah great and and i think we will get one on saturday it will be bizarre though George will remind me of that at half time when we're sitting in mm-hmm. block, block two four one on Saturday going, um, I think we'll win and we'll win three one. I think that, you know, Everton Everton are one of the very few teams who are worse than us.
1: Yeah, yeah. George, what do you reckon? Um, I think it will be a
2: confusing and unconvincing win. I don't think I think three one is that involves us scoring three goals, which I think <laughs> is uh I remember my first quake lewd too um but I think that yeah I think a one nil win because I think they're bloody awful as well although I, d- I did notice that Calvin Lewin looks a bit lively when he uh for the first time in a while on uh, on yes, match of the day yes but um, I think a one nil win a confusing one nil win and you know possibly you know a you know a, a carer. Off arse, a la John Monker at Leicester all those years ago. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it will just confuse us. It will move us up the table, and we'll be left in stasis not knowing what to do. Yeah, Jim, How you know, to take negative from a positive.
1: Um, <laughs>
3: yeah, um, I think I, I think my, I think I think we will. I think the players will realise that you know it is is very likely that if they don't get a result, you will get sacked. I think they will lift it a little bit for that. But I think we're in a we're in a real rut when it comes to attacking play. There, obviously, I think we, I think it's going to be a desperately poor game, and uh, it'll be one all. One
0: fans, all. F- fans' mood will be interesting, won't it? I mean, like it will. you're about to go? Yeah. Bro, uh, you know,
2: it'll be toxic on all sides of the ground, won't it?
0: Just well, have well, to start
3: you... with intensity. They just yeah. have to go out and you start can. like they finished the game against walls About and, uh, like and, uh, they finished yeah. so many games. What happened happened
1: to Brentford was, you know, we started really well. And, Jim, you know, I said last week, I turned to you and said, uh, if we don't, you know, score in this period of pressure, this game's going to turn really bad. And it did. And in the second half of that game, we were almost depressed at the notion of having to mount another attack on their goal. It started they started to become increasingly lackluster, followed the same pattern down the left Ben Rama runs sort of towards the corner flag, stops because his ways barred, turns back, gives it to Emerson or Cresswell who then give it to him who thinks about cutting inside, takes it a couple of paces, thinks, no, I won't cut inside, plays it to Rice. By now, the entire team is back, plays it over to Sufal, Sufal, gentle cross to the goalkeeper, you know, and um, it, it just became, we demoralised ourselves with our attacking play we depressed ourselves it was amazing it wasn't being under the cosh we in fact had tons of possession but we became depressed at the idea of having the ball and having to mount an attack on the other team's goal it was very extraordinary and and you know the, and that lost the fans the fans really sensed that that there was just this sort of you know ennui among the team and they just weren't giving anything back to the fans really um I feel very guilty predicting a, 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 a defeat, so I'm going to say two-all, uh, two-all, a two-all draw. Um, yes. Well, uh, this being a slightly a slightly sad stop hammer time, but he is sharing the misery with me. Were uh, Jim Grant, Cheerio. Mark Sandell, boy, and George Mann.
2: Good evening.
1: Come on, you Irons. If you want to advertise on or sponsor
0: this show, check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network.
0: It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash.